guys, welcome to episode 95 of Inside the Cage. Big Mark, how are you? I'm good, man, as yourself. Ah, usual, usual. Just getting on with it, mate, nothing else for it in these current lockdown circumstances. No, I know, it's getting, it's getting very, very tedious now, isn't it? Very tedious. Yeah, struggling a bit, man, but hey-ho, it is what it is. There's not much we can do about it, everybody's in the same boat, so just need to get on with it. Yep, that's all we can do. At least we've got some UFC to keep us entertained. It'd be even worse if we didn't have that. No, we don't have any this weekend. It's a bit shite. That is true. But there's some good cards coming out in February, so I suppose you give them a, I'll give them a break for that since I'll have to fit with some cracking cards. Yeah, that's true. Um, up to much this week? Not a lot, mate, as usual. Not a lot you can do. No. Work. Go for, do your hours exercise a day. Maybe break boundaries by maybe a mile or two, but apart from that. A mile or two? Mate, you drove through four different council areas. When? Well, when, but when farm did you go to? Whitley. Right. Right, she's Ren. Uh-huh. Which way, you, Barnetshire. which way did you go? Through East Cobride. Aye, sneaky bastard. How's it sneaky? It's a quick, it takes me ten minutes to get there. I know, but still, technically, see if you look at that on a map, you have to go through fucking Glasgow, Renfrewshire, you're always on your own, then you get East Ren. That's if you don't know where you're going. Just saying, mate, that's four zones. Shocking. Okay. Shocking. You believe that. Hi, guys. Eaglesham, which is the closest town in Blanta, which I live in, the closest hospital for both of us is the exact same hospital as well, so. Well, you still should have went. Shocking. I enjoyed my day in the fresh air. Good, I'm glad did. I did. Anyway, I've got hundreds of fighting to talk about, so let's start talking about it. Um, we'll start with UFC 257, guys, which was also the first pay-per-view of the year. Um, return of the sport's biggest star, possibly, arguably, but I don't think there's any arguing to be had. He definitely is the biggest star in the sport. Um, I don't. Headlined by Conor McGregor fighting Dustin Poirier. Um, where did we begin? I guess you just need to begin with that. Well, I feel like like we'd be obviously doing our thingies. I think we quite a few people in my post basically telling us that we're talking shit and McGregor was going to fucking win the fight. Like, I'm not saying we know everything, but I think we've done pretty well with this one. I think it's a bit of a... I woke up Sunday morning and watched the fight. And I was like, I want to go on Instagram here and go, fucking tell you, tell you. Well, like on Instagram, like on the Saturday and on the Friday, every single story I've seen where they were doing a poll, like who would win, and you, you pick your option. Like, I swear to God, the highest percentage I've seen for Poirier was like 25%. I'm like, man, I don't get why people, people are so... Either people sleep on Dustin Poirier, right, or they're just so blinded by McGregor that it's unbelievable. I will maintain, right, I know I've said some stupid things about McGregor, right, I still maintain he isn't as good a fighter as what people say. The guy can box, no doubt. The guy can kickbox, no doubt. But there's better boxers than him in the UFC and there's better kickboxers than him in the UFC. He can't grapple worth a shit. And I just think he's so overrated, mate. His mouth got him in these situations where he's massively marketable and fair enough. As I said last week on the show when we previewed this, I cannot for one minute disagree or argue with what he did for this sport. He made this sport the size it is and made it as like kinda as big as it is and t- technically I probably into it because of him because he put it on the map. 
not and I didn't watch it because of him, but I seen it probably more on my stories and on my Instagram and all that stuff because of him. And but I still don't I still don't think he's as good as the people say is, man. People just are so obsessed with him and I just don't get it. At this moment in time, I I really do like to see him. I, I, I'm not judging him at any point right now. Um what it was back in kind of two thousand sixteen was just he was knocking people out for fun, that's what he did, but in their head at the time, he was able to kind of destroy them, and I actually thought, i seen a bit of Adam Pori on the first round, to be honest, I thought he was a bit rabbit in the headlights at first, okay. I really did, there was a wee bit of that, but um, McGregor has had two fights in four years, one fight where most of it was spent on his back, and the other fight against a, a man who well, maybe see him maybe in the UFC maybe once or twice and Donald Cerrone and I'd be for me weirdly I'm not saying that he would but McGregor see McGregor had this fight last June mm. I think I still think there's reason behind of the things that he was saying at the end of the fight that um, he wasn't ready I think I've not got an issue with that I actually probably agree with that he said as I said, he'd one fight against an older guy who's on his way out, and he'd one fight where he spent most of his back in four years. Two fights in four years. He was not prepped for this fight. He wasn't prepped for what Dustin Poirier is at this point in his career, which is the best he's ever been. He's a former interim champion. He actually done quite well against, I would say quite well, he done all right against Khabib at times. But then, like, you're saying that, right? He came up against a Poirier who's the best he's ever been. But see, at this point in his career, Conor McGregor should be the best he's ever been. So but, you know, it doesn't matter if you've only two fights in four years, you're never going to be with you. No. You're never, nobody is. I know that. I know that's not my point. No, I'm not saying he should be. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not saying he was. I'm saying you know, if he really had a passion for the sport like he says he does, then he should have been. This is when between the ages of 28 and sorry 34 is when these guys peak, mate. Maybe not even 28, maybe later than that. These guys peak now. McGregor should be the best he's ever been, and I, I agree with what he said at the end of the fight. He needs to stay active. I think he can acknowledge that himself that he's made mistakes in the last four years. Probably he probably knows he's not been busy enough. He's not been involved in sport enough. And probably right now he's paying the price for that um, by this defeat. Don't get me wrong, I actually thought he looked off decent first round. Again, I don't know how much of that was Poirier being caught in the headlights a wee bit or how good McGregor was. I think it was one point Poirier did help him make my right hook and he kind of pointed at it and I went, oh, I hate you, motherfucker. Mm. And I think he got a wee bit of confidence for that, Poirier, and I think from there on he kind of dominated the fight after that. I think... Um... I think Poirier been able to take that left hand as well. See that left hand that absolutely dinged Poirier? I absolutely shot myself because see, I seen it coming. I was like, oh no, here we go, that's it. And the fact that it didn't even flinch him, like he didn't even flinch at all, mate. Like he didn't take a step or anything. I was like, that'll give him so much confidence. I think that was half the problem with McGregor. McGregor still looks sharp, but nowhere near as sharp as what he could or as powerful. I think the fact that Poirier took that left hand as easily as he did, I think that one showed Poirier that, right, cool, his power isn't there, I can manage this, and probably put the shiters up McGregor, because McGregor's thinking, hey, if I can't not come out with a left hand, what the actual fuck am I going to do? I'd agree. Um, as I said, I think if that fight had maybe been made during last year, um, which initially, I think that would have been the best thing for McGregor. I think going against there at least, all right, he didn't have long in there against Cerrone, but he had something, he had a bit of octagon feeling. But then he's been out again a year, and that's no help in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, 
he needs to fight three times this year, mate. He needs to fight. He needs to keep fighting. I to- totally agree with what he said about um, you know, being active. It will make a massive difference to him. He is a fighter that needs to be active. I mean, you can train all you want and you can be ready all you want, but he just doesn't look sharp. Aye, exactly. Um, don't get me wrong, Dustin Poirier, man, what a tough performance that second round. Even first round, we came into it towards the end, man. It was just, it was just brilliant. It was great. It was brilliant. It's just to see that and to see McGregor lying in his back. Like, I actually quite like McGregor. I'm not a McGregor here. What I want, I want, I didn't want McGregor to lose the fight. I wasn't asked if he lost the fight, but I wanted to see Poirier win it because of the disrespect I felt he was getting through the last couple of weeks, because mm. of the shape he was getting, because there was nothing. Nobody was wanting to say that he was going to win the fight. I kept saying it. I told people. I had people, I had people asking me this week. Usually you get the odd question here and here around the podcast and stuff like MMA. Because I felt this week everybody was asking me questions. Everybody was wanting to know. There people asking me about putting bets on and stuff like that. And I was like, Poirier won the fight. And they would agree with me. They would understand. But most of them were all kind of... Maybe people who are in and out of sport really don't watch it that much. Oh, McGregor's fine. I want to watch that. He's entertaining. He's entertainment. And they only see McGregor and a lot of them are blinkered and they've not seen what Poirier has done in the last maybe two or three years. Yep. And what he's done in the last two or three years is outside Khabib has solidified his position as probably the best lightweight. Probably the best active lightweight in the world right now, without doubt. For me, that's where Dustin Poirier is right now. And I kind of agree with him, but if that was... He, obviously, he spoke at the end regarding that should have been a title fight. Should it have? Don't know about that, but he is, without doubt, the best active lightweight in the world right now. And he deserved I mean, that. man. If you look at, like, since, obviously, since McGregor fought Alvarez, right, in 2016, um, Poirier's fought nine times. I mean, so that just shows you the level that Poirier is at and where he is so, in his career. He didn't make a massive difference, man. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, listen, I don't hate McGregor, right? I don't hate him. I don't, I generally don't hate him. I don't like the way he holds himself in certain situations, and I think he can be a bit aggressive and stuff like that in terms of, you know, his mouth. But it is what it is, and it's entertaining with people, and it's entertaining relatively sometimes with me as well. I just think sometimes it goes too far. I mean, I wouldn't say I actively want him to lose, but I just, I just don't understand the obsession with people, with people having characters and people like that and it's just what happens people see confidence in them and it's brilliant to watch and that's what people want to see um, I think that week was a lot better for him to be fair I think he was very calm he was assured he was quite respectful at times towards Poirier and stuff like that even his interviews I watched the the Hawani interview and I thought it came across really well I thought he came across really well he looked he's really humble yeah. um, it was brilliant to see to be honest it was nice to see no, well not he's, that he's best totally different He's a totally different animal, mate. He's a totally different animal now, like hundred percent. He's he's a lot more humble and stuff like that, and that's that's fine. But he needs to go back. He needs to try and figure out his form and try and because I mean all these McGregor stands, you know these these fucking super fans would have said that he should have beaten Poirier on paper, no bother, but he didn't. So then I don't know. Let's go back to that thing. I don't know if he should have beaten McGregor Poirier any problem on paper. That's just the way it is. It's Poirier, as I said, I love the man. I'm, I'm getting more and more a Poirier fan. Um, I know he said about Max Holloway as well, and he was like, oh, I've beaten Max Holloway twice. He's talking about he's the best boxer in the world, and I've fucking beat him twice. Which, yep. 
Right, so what am I then, basically, this kind of thing? is like, I've beaten McGregor, who apparently was the best boxer in the world, so surely Dustin Poirier is arguably the best boxer in MMA, without doubt. Um, well, we have said that before. He, he's probably up there, you know. Um, I mean, he beat Max Holloway at Feather, did he not? I think he beat him Feather, then he beat him at Lightweight, remember there? I beat him at Lightweight last year. Uh, no, not last year. 2019. Aye. Well, I mean, I guess the big question then is, like, what next now? This is the big, this is the thing everyone's been talking about. Obviously, the what next conversation with Poirier actually takes in what happened in May Comey as well, so we can maybe link into that. But what about what's next for McGregor? Um, I, I don't know. I think there's, there's probably two options for McGregor. Um I think, weirdly, even though we maybe mentioned last month when Tony Ferguson thought that he was probably possibly done, he finished at lightweight and maybe, uh, maybe had to move out of Werribee, that could be a perfect fight for McGregor. Yeah. Um, somebody maybe who doesn't look as though he's at his best, he's on his way, maybe down the slope type thing, maybe somebody can go out and he could punish a wee bit, maybe, sorry, shall we say, and really do a number on and get his confidence back and get that um, technical striking. Let's be honest, you know that I can't I can't see McGregor knocking Ferguson out, so maybe it would be the best thing for him because he maybe would get 25 minutes with it. I think it would be a good fight to make, mate. I was, I was kind of talking to some guys today and that's what I said. I said that, obviously, the, the I think the fight for me would be McGregor versus... Um, Ferguson. I would like to see the trilogy with Nate Diaz, to be honest. I'd like to see that, but I don't think Nate Diaz would drop down to lightweight to fight him, to be honest. Well, I've heard that he's looking at dropping down to lightweight, so... Mm, we'll see. I, I, I personally, I'm speaking to somebody about this as well, somebody mentioned Nate Diaz, well, I don't want to see Nate Diaz fight again. I watched him against Masvidal and he just looked done. Fight. Obviously, based on the co-main, another good fight for Connor's Dan Hooker. That was only one. That's probably my two options: Ferguson or Hooker. I can't see him fight anything else. Um, I don't think there's many outside of that. He's not going to fight MD lower than I would say a Tony Ferguson. I don't even know if Ferguson is in the rankings anymore. If he's in the rankings or where just he is, below, or... just below McGregor. Right. So that's maybe an option. I think he's definitely got to find somebody who's maybe on negative kill. You don't want that. Like you do. You want to maybe give him somebody who's. If you're calling McGregor, you're looking for somebody that's on a loss. Simple as that's what you're looking for. I think Dana wants to do that because I think Dana will be raging that he actually never won that fight on Saturday, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because Dana was looking for a reason to get Khabib and make sure Khabib came back and they never got it. So it wouldn't surprise me if Dana was inside raging. But... Yeah. I mean, with a. Aye. Yeah. I'm kind of glad as well because I didn't want to see Khabib fight Connor again because it just have been the same thing over again. I mean, there's no point. Not really that fast about seeing that fight again, to be honest, either. So I'm quite glad Pori won the fight. Um, I think for Pori next, it has to be a championship fight. I, think, I know he mentioned a few names. He actually mentioned, do you know, mentioned Diaz himself. Mm. But he's got to fight Charles Oliveira for me. That's the fight next, 100%. Well, I, would have, I would have Oliveira versus Pori for the title, and on the same night, have. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. And then basically the two winners then face off for the title again. Whoever holds the belt will fight on that, the other one. I think that's, that's basically, I've seen it on, I'm sure it was a Fight Disciples that had posted it. 
um, and it just made total sense to me. It's the four hundred percent sense that one. Obviously, after Mike Chandler's uh, smashing of Dan Hooker. Yeah, we'll get on to that in a minute, but um, I for me, Pori's got to be fairly better. It's got to be a title fight. Charles Oliver deserves it one hundred percent. After we yeah. done Vegas, and he hundred percent deserves that fight. So that is a fight to make, I think. And then I was saying, Gaethje against the winner of the the co-main, eh? Chandler coming in. I had a lot of doubts behind him. A lot of people were saying that he he was in the UFC class, but. What a knockout that was, to be fair. Yeah. I wish I'd stuck with my guns and picked them on my picks, but I just thought... I thought Hooker would be a problem for him because of the range and because of the, the, the height and, you know, the the difference between the two styles. But um, I love Mike Chandler, mate, and I said he was going to be a threat to people, but, I mean, even you didn't even... You didn't shut me down, but even you didn't even really agree with me, but I thought, I brilliant, man. I did got to admit, I didn't see him knocking Dan Hooker out in the first round, to be fair. Like, like fair play right what a knockout he's put himself in an absolute superb position within a division now he's probably won oops interrupted there aye uh, mad Alexa just giving us a bit of information that I didn't want aye <laughs> um, Chandler got into this fight um, made a name for himself I say he's one fight away for a title fight now but I'm at the same time. I still wonder how good he is, to be honest. I'm no meaning that in a bad way, but yeah, what a knockout. Brilliant. Loved it. Well-deserved, 100%. Won the fight. Dan Hacker didn't look at it as well, though. I thought I thought Dan Hooker was really, as long as it lasted two and a half minutes, Dan Hooker was very, very poor. Like, there was nothing there for Hooker for me. Uh, it was weird, mate. It was a weird, weird fight. Um so disappointed in Dan Hooker. I think Hooker was disappointed himself because for what I heard, they, he took his gloves off and flung them back in the octagon at the end of the fight and basically just walked out. Could it be... Um, could it be finished? I don't think so. I've seen a, a couple of headlines basically saying that he actually fancied McGregor next, so I can't see it, mate. Yeah. Um, I, I can't see either. I can't see either, but... He's 30, he's a young guy, do you know what I mean? There's no... I lost to Pori and then possibly I lost to Chandler. It's no, nothing bad, do you know what I mean? It's He can still come back for that. He's, like I said, look, he's, look at his record, though, man. His record isn't even that good, to be fair. Aye, well, he's lost his last year, and so the way things have worked out from... Um, Aye, but he's 20 and 10. That's not exactly, you know, a brilliant uh, record, mate. Do you know what I mean? Right people at the right time. I know. And sometimes that's all you need. You need to you need the right people put in front of you at the same time. Um, obviously, there's a bit of a stop start to his UFC career. He went one loss, one loss, one loss, one. Then he went a four fight streak. Fought Edson Barboza, got beat. Fought a James Vack, who was probably on his way down at that point. And then fought an Alia Kinta, who was probably on his way down at that point. Felder maybe on the down slope as well. And then ended up in a fight against Borea. Is so, probably the best lightweight in the world, as he could be, but as you said. So, I it's he's fought the right people at the right times, and he's been very well in picking his fights, I think, and he's done that very well. And he's put himself in a position where he is what he is, where he is right now is probably. I like Dan Hooker, I think he's a great fighter, I love watching him, he's entertaining. 
but he's probably never going to be better than the number six position now, I don't think. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Hit me. Right. Two lightweight title fights between now and the end of the year, right? That's all we're getting, right? Who holds the belt in December? Pori. Okay. Have you got an opinion on the matter? Ah, uh, Oliveira for me, mate. Cool. I just can't. I just can't see. I know Poirier is a good boxer, right? And I, I fully understand that. And Oliveira will be nowhere near on the same level. But um, I just think I don't know. Oliveira just seems to get better and better and better, mate. So for me, I think Oliveira. I think you might find Oliveira will beat Poirier, and I think Chandler will beat Gaethje. And then it'll be Olivia, Olivia versus Chandler, which would be fucking amazing, by the way. What a that, fight that would be. I, I, don't, I can't see Chandler beating Gaethje, by the way, just to point that out. But, um, mm, don't know, mate. It would be the most random title fight for a while, because it's just two kind of... Guys that came from nowhere. That's an interesting division. I'll be interested to see where things go from now on. Where McGregor is, where Chandler goes, where Poirier goes because obviously he wants a belt but he wasn't exactly forthcoming and going give me my title fight now basically like he just said he was a champion on the nights basically he said that's what it was hooker where does he go now who knows so there's a lot of questions that would be answered it'll be interesting to see what, what I, did, the answer. I did like Poirier's comments after it when he said as far as he's concerned that was the title fight he says I'm the champ which I thought was interesting see I, I kind of I know what he means, and that's why I said earlier that I, for without doubt, he is the best lightweight there is. I've not got a question about that in any way, shape, or form. But to make that a title fight against Conor McGregor, who'd been out for a year and hadn't really fought him in the past three years, for me, it shouldn't have been. No, I agree. I agree. But I like these comments. It was good. It was confident. I liked it. it was, as you say, it was nice to see. Ballsy. Um... Okay, we've spent a fair amount of time talking about those two fights. Let's just kind of um, let's just pick stuff on this that you really want to talk about. There's no point in talking about it all because some of it was right, crap. Bad, Jojo, come on, we're going to talk about the Scott and the card. I know. I was just going to say what else you want to talk about, and I was going to mention Jojo. I thought she was absolutely superb. It was brilliant, mate. She was honestly absolutely brilliant. It was nice. Jojo's got this reputation as being all nicey nicey, and you've seen before. I've seen a couple of interviews before the fight, and she's really not. She's really got a dislike for the sky. And she's really, I think, got to find a way of hating every single opponent she fights because it seems to bring out a different person and it's fucking brilliant. What a fighter when she wants to punch fuck at somebody. Yeah, totally agree. Um, she was brilliant. conversation again, without doubt as well. I'm going to say something, right? I know uh, it doesn't happen a lot and I think that's probably why I've never seen it, but I generally don't think I've ever seen such good, such good clinch work in all my years of watching UFC. I know but it's probably because it doesn't happen very much and you don't get to see it very much. But honestly think that her her um her clinch work is just world class, mate. That was brilliant. It was it really was man. Some of the knees and stuff like that she was having at times was absolutely superb. Um she was just so good. She really was mate. It was just it was brilliant to see a Scott giving that performance to be honest. It was just so good to see that we've got a level of that, a fighter of that level, to be honest. And I just hope we see it more often. I really do. Yeah, me too. 100%. Hey, again, it's got to kick on. Another, another, I think she needs another win before she gets a kind of scheduled fight against 
Um, Sheva, do you think that does enough for her to put her in that conversation? Sheva got a fight organised yet? Yeah, I don't think she does, does she? I thought she was fighting somebody. Oh, she'll be fighting Andrade next, I would think. I'm sure she was fighting somebody. Remember, she fought last month. She beat, um, beat Laura, Laura Murphy. She beat last month. Who? Sheva, how did, fight? How did she fight last month? Oh, did she fight last month? Uh-huh. Fuck, I don't even remember, man. So it was the end of November. She beat um, Maya, sorry. Oh, I beat Maya. She'll be due to fight soon, then? Aye, she will be, but I don't know who. I don't know. Because she's just basically fought the top four already or something, and just basically shot her. Yeah. Well, you never know, mate. I mean, Jojo could be next in line. I would imagine Andrade will be next in line, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think Andrade will be next, then it'll be another fight for Jojo. Um, against who knows who, though, I don't actually know. Lauren Murphy's put herself in with a good shot of getting a chance at Shevchenko as well because Lauren Murphy's on a bit of a tear, so... Yeah, maybe make that fight. That may be a fight to make. Who knows, mate? Who knows? Anything else on this card you want to talk about? There's some good knockouts and stuff on it. Yeah, there's some great performances on this card. I was impressed with Muradov as well. and yeah. Marina Rodriguez, what a win that was for her because everybody was backing Amanda Arribas. Um... Well, I'm not bringing it up because I picked up. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm um, bringing it up because you picked her, you absolute cretin. To be fair, I thought I'd done very well. I only got fucking Chandler wrong on that main event card. I think that was fucking good going. Well, you only get you only get one more right than me. Yeah, but you still got one wrong, didn't you? You still got three. I got four. And uh, what? And what? I got four. That was. Um, but even the full night, I think I only got three wrong. Yeah. It was a bad effort. I thought for myself I was quite happy with that. As I'm saying, I only get one I got only one of a difference, mate. Do you know what I mean? We both had a good night, to be fair. We did. Um Aye, so I sorry, back to the back to the actual talking point. Um I Marina Rodriguez, brilliant. She was kinda was it really in a fight first round and all of a sudden the second round she came out and just fucking basically not fuck her. I don't really know what happened there. It was just a... Uh, that was always that was always going to be the thing, though. Marina Rodriguez wanted to stay on the stay on the feet for as long as possible, and obviously Ribas wanted to take her down. But I was class, man. I'm, I was surprised. That, well, not surprised. It could have went either way. I just thought that Ribas would have had enough. But hey ho, there was a lot of hype about Ribas. I think that's maybe a lot of people have seen that. But like you've seen how good Marina Rodriguez's stand up has been in the past, and. Um, Obviously, she lost a split decision to Sparza. She drew with Calvillo. I think her last couple of performances have been um, probably better than her results have suggested, shall we say. Mm, yeah. Um, so, I brilliant, man. Absolutely superb. Anything else? See, to be honest, I could probably talk about every single fight. Well, we're not going to because there's a lot to talk about. So, let's not. Just pick, I mean, Brad, Brad Tavares was brilliant for me. I thought that was a great performance. Mate, his takedown defence was fucking out of this world, by the way. Never seen anything like it. I've, I can't remember seeing a takedown defence like that before, because, honestly, like, I was see just... One, see the one where he was jumping? See the one where he was jumping from foot to foot? Aye. Well, he was kind of, like, dancing, jumping from, like, hopping from hoop to hoop to try and knock... I was like, what is he doing? But it worked, because he never, he never got taken down. Absolutely brilliant performance, man. We stopped something with fucking 14 or 15 takedowns or something. It was ridiculous, mate. I think you only take down once in the whole fight. And when you're fighting somebody at the level of Carlos Jr., man, that's fucking... 
That's fucking good going, by the way. That was honestly, what a performance for Brad Tavares. But for so long, he had, that, he had a bad knee injury, didn't he, ACL? So, um, a fair play to Brad Tavares. That was a brilliant one for him as well. Um, Juliana, Juliana Pena, right, is one of these performances. She was like this, like she was like the same level the whole way through that fight, right? All kind of three rounds. Sarah McMahon was like up here, top level, first round, slowly came down and ended up underneath Pena's level. And because Pena was just solid, like averagely decent all the way through, she ended up winning. I think I, I love that, mate, because it just shows you don't need to go 100 miles an hour or come out full booner to win a fight. You take your time, keep doing the right things, wait for your chance and take your chance. I thought she was absolutely brilliant, mate. No, she was, she was really, really good, man. Um, it was a class performance. She's dead. She's put herself in a kind of contention for that, for possibly a title fight, just because there isn't a lot within that division now. Okay. Um, I think Holly Holm will probably get the next show, to be honest. But apart from that, there's not a lot within that division now. Again, Anna Nunez, well, she was just kind of beating everybody, kind of in put in front of her. So yeah. it's nice to see new people like uh, Pena stand up and kind of make a name and go out here give me it I want to fight now so we'll see I'll be interested to see especially got a very good grappling game so that could be an interesting match again, yeah against the news you know um, wide fighter I was really disappointed with in the night round tree yeah big Khalil I was really disappointed man I was I expected it's... so much more I really did I know obviously I lost the fight against Kutalaba but before that he when he beat Eric Anders, man, he looked fucking sensational when he beat Eric Anders. That was when he first came back for Tiger Mai Tai. Um, I, he looked a bit gun-shy to me. He looked a bit slow and kind of too too patient. Ah, there wasn't enough action. There wasn't enough... That's, that, was such, that was a good thing about the Anders fight. He was fucking non-stop, man. He just kept busy and he kept throwing. He was always bouncing, I think, at this point. He was flat-footed, very flat-footed through this fight. And I was really disappointed, to be honest. I was um, disappointed with this fight in general. Like, I don't think that I was a very... I don't want to be rude, mate, because, you know, I'm I'm, I'm no fighter. I can't punch my way out of a paper bag, but I felt as if the level here was not that good overall. It wasn't, probably. Um, it was a very close fight, a very tight fight as well. I think I just gave it to Pratchneal myself. I think round three won the second, but I, 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 there wasn't a lot in it. There wasn't a much quality really through the full fight either it was just a bit meh when you're yeah. the first fight on ESPN you've got to go out there you want to make a name for yourself sure you want to show the public who you are and it was so disappointing it was a kind of disappointing way it started to be honest I was a bit meh with that fight it was I it was the most exciting thing put it that way yeah it really was the man um with two brilliant there was two great performances as well in the early prelims. I think that's made it so disappointing, man. Al Bazzi just looks the real deal. He has fucking class. And Evlov as well, man. That's, this kid is fucking the real deal. Um You see the stuff about Nick Lentz after that? I know he's retired. Uh, you know why? Why? I never read why, I just seen he's retired. So after his last fight, before the Evlov fight, he got told by doctors he'd lost forty percent of his vision. I heard something about that to do with sight. I talked about that during the fight. But he basically said, nah, I want to fight one more time, fuck it. And then said that he'd actually, um, he's going to um, stop fighting now, apparently because of uh, 
eye, eye pokes against Arnold Allen. It kind of fucked his eyes, so now he's kind of he's kind of goosed. Which is kind of weird, isn't it? That's a mental one, that mate. Um, it really is fair play to him for coming back and trying to fight, especially against a striker as good as Evelyn. Man, you need your eyes, you need both of the fucking eyes working hundred percent to see his strike. So, um, I fair play. And he actually had a really good first round because he'd he definitely have been a a green team a couple of times and a couple of times it was fucking tight. I mean, deep. And mm-hmm. I thought he was he was going to get Evelyn out of there, but. Said Evelyn just shows his class, man. This, this kid's this kid's a real deal, and he was calling for a top tenner as well. And I think he needs a he needs a top tenner. He needs a challenge, to be honest. He's not getting that with the guys he's fought. Um, he fought Barzola, bought Grundy, and he's bought Nick Lens. He, he needs to he needs to fight a, a higher caliber of fighter. He really does. Let's mm-hmm. see how good he is. I want to see how good this boy really is. Just one last thing before we move on from this card, right? You've got to love Matt Fravola, right? Matt Fravola went from having absolutely nobody to fight on Friday morning to having a fight and not only having a fight, but to gaining 20% extra purse because Sarukian missed weight. Absolutely fucking brilliant. If you're Matt Fravola, you're, you're thinking on Friday morning, you're like, fuck's sake, man, I've come all the way out here. My guy's fucked up. I'm not going to get a fight. And then within a couple of hours or whatever it may be, oh, you've got a fight. Oh, brilliant. I bet he missed weight. Oh, fuck, so I got extra money as well. Fucking brilliant. I actually was quite impressed with Matt Fravola, but... Um, decent, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. An interesting, an interesting story to go from having no fight to having a fight and an extra twenty percent boss, which is class. Well, the reason for the fight obviously getting cancelled even more interesting. The fact that obviously Isaac got caught fucking. It's what just, was he thinking? Why, man? I still don't get it. Stupid, mate. Absolutely stupid. Sheer stupidity, mate. It really was sheer stupidity. The boil, the boil. Uh, Rue the days because that's him, you know, 30 year old mate, good, you know, 13 and all, a, a legit prospect, do you know what I mean? And then, um, I stupid mate. He'll end up in one, maybe, I think, one, maybe, or somebody will sign him, somebody will still sign him, mate. He's that good a fighter, yeah. I know. He'll get a contract as well, but obviously, he looks so good in the UFC, to a couple of tremendous victories, man. He's knocking people out for fun. I'm a bit disappointed that he is not going to be in the UFC anymore, but the reasons 100% are correct. They had to fucking go. They really did. But yeah, anyway. anyway, class night overall, to be fair. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. I really was. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Now, because obviously this busy week, we had an extra card on Wednesday. Um, we don't have to spend too much time on this one either. Um, I guess it's... I mean, it was a full of good fights again. It was full of some great performances. There was a, a potential knockout of the year on this, a potential performance of the year for us. Um, so I'm potential talking about... You, what? Potential fight of the year in Davis Jones, man. It was fucking unbelievable. Yeah, UFC on ESPN, Kaiser versus Magni, also known as UFC on ESPN 20 and UFC Fight Island 8. Um, yeah, headlined by Kiesa versus Magni. And I'm telling you, mate, Kiesa is the real deal at that weight, man. He's absolutely super out. He's so durable. Um, I think he's a problem, man. I really do. I, I really no, do. I 100% agree with you, mate. Um, he looks so good at that weight. And it's good to... I think we kind of said it as well. And a lot of people were saying it when he was fighting at 155. Why are you not 170? You're fucking 18 foot tall. You should be at least a one-weight class. You know what I mean? Um and he's now proven when you're kind of maybe fighting a weight class more suited to your, your body style. They fucking, he's, unbelievable. He's, he's unbelievable right now. He's really on a, he's on a high. He's had some great performances. 
let's be honest, did they really need to take the Magnify after being RDA last time? Probably not, to be honest. So fair play to them for doing that. And I think I like these call out. I like the Colby call out. I don't think it will happen. I think Colby's probably got other fish he's wanting to fry first. Um, but here, why not? Fucking make a make a call out and at least see where it goes and where it takes you. He's dangerous. He's a dangerous, dangerous guy for for anyone at the top of that division. He really is. He definitely is. He definitely is. Um, anything else jumping around you? This Wally Alves. He's. I mean. I thought he was finished, mate. Honestly, I did. I thought he was finished. I don't know why. I seen him against Randy Brown, and I was so disappointed. But this, this, this looked like you know that we like obviously when professional fighters they look like professional fighters and they try to do a job. This literally looked like these two guys were like enemies for years, and he was trying to kick a hole in the side of me. It literally looked like he was trying to kill the guy. I've never seen it like it, mate. It literally, up against the cage, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, proper, like, almost as if he was just, like, barring the guy outside the pub, man. It was it was terrifying. I, it was That's mental. He's as and knocked into him in the bar or something like that. A drink, <laughs> fucking brand new shot. They paid 250 quid for covered in beer. He was fucking raging. He went, you... Outside, outside. <laughs> wall just punch you fucking. I've never seen it like it because I, I picked Lazes because I thought Lazes would walk through Alves. I genuinely did. And then those body well, kicks, man. After his last performance against Randy Brown, where he just looked fucking, he looked done. He looked, he really did look finished for me. Um, I think he kind of said that himself. He did. He's made a lot of comments regarding how he kind of looked at himself after his last fight, and he was kind of a bit. He was a poor athlete and had to change things. And obviously he's went away and done that. And I good win against Lazez because Lazez was definitely somebody on the way up. Mm. He really was. What about a potential knockout of the year from big Isaac Villanueva? Brilliant. It's been a knockout. Love it when you hit somebody and they just fucking deal at a 180 and end up fucking facing the other way, man. It was, it was just class. Big, big Marrera was in fucking pieces after that, wasn't he, man? It was a class knockout. Definitely want to add to the list to look at towards the end of the year. Definitely, mate. Definitely, absolutely. Love it when they just like fold up like a deck chair, like just like folding on top of themselves. Yeah, brilliant. Like the body has the floor and it fucking just, oh, it's just class, mate. Brilliant. Great knockout. Oh. Anything else jumping out of you here? Mate, there's some really good performances in the night. Just quietly mentioned Ricky Simone. I thought it was a really good performance. Yeah. Um, Lerone Murray, like Lerone Murphy, I thought he had a good performance as well. He looks good, yeah. doesn't he, man? He's, he's good. What's that? Lerone Murphy looks good. He looks like aesthetically, you know, we always say about how a fighter looks. A fight, like a, the... I think I've seen him better performance wise. Mm. Yeah, he still went out there and he beat an experienced guy in Douglas Silva de Andrade. And it was quite comfortable at times for him. Don't get yeah. me wrong, Andrade still gives as good as he can get. But I, it was it was really good performance for Lerone Murphy. He's definitely a. He's definitely one going forward who's who's going to make waves in that division, and it's and Drad you know, looks like he's got some serious he power, doesn't he? Aye, he does. Mental. He really does, mate. So aye, it was, it was really really good. <laughs> Anything for you, standing out? Obviously, Mike Davis, Mason Jones, um, like potential fight of the year, mate. That was fucking amazing. I was gutted I, for Mason. Mate, I won that fight as well, by the way. I know you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought Mason won it. I was a bit shocked, mate, to be honest. Um, I sometimes think, you know, 
Uh, I don't want to say it, maybe a favouritism towards locals and stuff like that. I always kind of, not locals, but, you know, because obviously it's, neither of them are local to UAE, but you not know, about UFC, American organisation, just sometimes I feel as if it goes against guys if it's that close. Um, it shouldn't, but I just sometimes feel that, because I thought Mason beat him, mate. Um, I'd be gutted if I was Mason to lose my O for that, to be honest. I was I was genuinely shocked, like genuinely. It's not necessarily a bad thing for him, though, I think. Especially, that's one of the good things about UFC. It doesn't really matter if you're undefeated. It doesn't make a difference. Um, our own boxing, the likes of boxing. If you're not undefeated, man, it's for the end of the world. Oh, you're finished. Fucking get out of here. Mm. And then it's nothing like that. It wouldn't surprise me if this was one of these fights and Mason Jones' record going forward. That in maybe three or four years' time, you've seen him challenging for titles. It's maybe his only loss he's had. And it was an unfortunate loss because he was possibly a fight he should have won on the night. So, do you think he's do you think he's good enough to fight for a UFC title? I think his style is very hard. He's gatey like for me. He just comes forward, pressures you right against the cage, just tries to not fuck out you. But I just like style. Surely somebody with better boxing would smash him. Possibly, but he's still young. He's still learning at the same time. I think. I think, you know, Mike Davis, to be honest, was a tough fight first time out. All right, Mike Davis... He's, Mike Davis has lost two fights. Gilbert Burns is Dick Yusuf. Do you know what I mean? Like, they are no mugs of two fights lost. So, he's obviously... He's got some sort of class on him, Mike Davis, and it was a tough fight to start off with. And maybe the UFC will... We want to see where Mason Jones is. Two-weight cage warriors champion. Let's fucking see where he really is. Um, sadly, maybe fell a wee bit with this one, but I, I definitely see him coming back without doubt. He'll be back bigger, better than ever, to be honest for me. Um, I actually want to give a wee mention to uh, Manon uh, Fioro. Fioro? Oh. Mate, she is big. She is tough. She is hits hard. She is nasty, man. I thought she looked fucking brilliant. I was really, really impressed. I felt that. I mean... I'm a wee bit embarrassed for her that it took her nine minutes to get that last year to there. She should have smashed her in the first two minutes of the first round. She was as tough as old bits. I the glasses she was fighting, I fair play, mate. But oh mate, I thought she was brilliant. I thought it's nice to see see, I thought she was she looked massive for flyweight, mate. You know, like the women's fighting I'm not saying they don't know how to weight cut, right? But in the men's fighting, you can clearly tell when a guy absolutely hammers the weight cut and then bulks right back up. Look at Darren Tell. He always looks massive compared to who he's fighting. I thought she looked absolutely massive for flyweight, mate. Like, you, you compare her, the way she looked to somebody like Sheva, mate. I mean, it was the difference is night and day. Um, I thought she was really good, really, really... It's always good, exciting to see new fighters at weight classes, mate. It's maybe, especially when the weight class is a bit thin. And there isn't much for the champion to get there stuck in. I think a couple of wins, and you know what I mean. Well, I like her style, the way she fought, and the pressure she was putting on as well. Um, at first thing I thought, watching, I was like, oh, "Do you want to know something? She can get a couple of good wins under her belt. We have more experience. She could be a problem for Sheva. I'm not yeah. saying she's going to beat Sheva, but I think she could give Sheva issues with her kick, with her my time and a kickboxing because she was really was really good, man. She was shit hot. She really was. I was so impressed with her. I really was. Yeah. Really impressed, mate. Really impressed. I was watching... Do you mention him? I, I think Umar was worth mentioning. I mean, he's one of the family and um, he's shit hot. He's 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 going to be an absolute contender at that weight class, mate. He's he's something different in that weight class. He's not really like anything else in that class. You know what I mean? He's he's quite small, um, but he's big and strong. And... Everything they kicks, man. He's, he can strike, he can take you down, he can submit you. I don't really know what he doesn't have, and 
I, I can see him getting a big push as well, obviously, in the name. Uh, and maybe the other good thing about the likes of him, obviously, Khabib coached him. It could be one of these Dana's going to use him to try and get Khabib back because the itch. Get the itch. Mm-hmm. Watching his cousin fighting every week, maybe get him a wee itch. Because you know what Dana's like? Dana wants him back. But without doubt, he's got the technique and he's got the skill level to be pushed forward. Um, again, it would surprise me if he maybe got somebody to rank next just because he was that good. Yeah. yeah. So I it's some great performances, man, over the over the two cards over the uh, the weekend and stuff. And it was it okay. was just really enjoyable. It was good to see. I loved that card on Wednesday, man. See when I started at two o'clock. Bag right on. Lovely. What a time that is. Two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Can it be that? I was just in for work, man. It was great. Fucking magic, mate. Honestly, it was absolutely superb. It really was. Right, cool. Um, that's our weekend, a roundup of the week, um, guys. Obviously, we have a break this weekend of no fighting, but we will be back next week anyway to review, uh, sorry, preview the following weekend's cards. So no break for us. Um, but Mark, do you have any news? Not a lot, to be honest, mate. Um, cut of fights been agreed. We'll quickly um, dangle them. It looks like Alex Hernandez versus Thiago Moises has been agreed end of February. A good okay. fight, I think that's pretty good. Um, Tyron Woodley versus Vicente Luque Oh, UFC 260 so when's that April oh that's nice I like that that's tasty isn't it? that's a tasty tasty fight so um, that's a lot <laughs> honestly there's nothing see because there's two fights there was one on Wednesday then one on Saturday news has been slim pickings man the only thing with Nick Lynch's retirement, with Azatar, I know I would maybe say with Miocic and Ganu's finally been set for UFC 260 main event. He wasn't. So apart from that, that's your lot, mate, I'm afraid. Cool. Nice and, nice and quiet this week, mate. That's what we like. Very quiet, mate. It's all about the, it's all about the fights this week. It's all about the two class cards that we had. So That's the way it should be. Well, I'm glad we had... Two good cards. It's always hard to try and fit it in when you've got a life and a job and all that stuff, but it was still good to get a couple of extra cards. Um, thanks, as always, to everybody who listens. We do appreciate it. Um, we know it's a kind of slow time of year for everybody, and obviously with this coronavirus in the UK, things are pretty rough at the moment. So we do appreciate all the love, guys, and if we can offer one single person an hour of solitude or an hour of distraction yeah. every week aye I never have saw like distraction from the shite you know that goes on in the world then you know what that's good enough for me so keep listening keep enjoying and we'll be back next week have a good one bye